Okay, so today's learning is Lezecha Nishmas Gila Basafrayim. Hold on one second. I'm sorry about that. So today's learning is Lezecha Nishmas Gila Basafrayim Aleya Basafrayim Yitzchak Ben Chaim Alevi Yaakov Ben Shagafai Alevi Sarah Aleya Basafrayim Tzvi Elchanan Pesach Tzvi Yes Basafrayim Yeshua Rav Avim Ben Rebaruch Rav Nachman Ben Rebaruch Rav Nachman Ben Rebaruch and Rav Yaakov Ben Rebaruch and Rafua Shalema for Yehudis Bas Miriam and Rachman Ben Fora. So we're up to Daif Ayin Vav Amid Aleph. We're three lines into the uh, three lines into the page. So we referenced yesterday uh, pretty quickly a machlekes whether every tanai needs to be a tanai kafel or not. Meaning, if you want to make a valid stipulation and you want the stipulation to be legitimate according to halacha, do you have to verbalize both sides of the stipulation? Meaning, do you have to say if you do this, then you'll get two hundred dollars, and if not, not? Or you could just say, if you get this, you get $200, and I could infer. It's Machlegez or Meir and the Rabbana. Meir feels that all Tanayim need to be a Tanayi Kofa. The Rabbana disagrees. So the Gemara says, Tan Rabbana. Three lines into the page. Hareza Gitech. If a man says to his wife, this is your divorce, on condition, al menas, on condition that you, uh, you serve my father for two years, or in condition that you nurse my son for two years. Now he didn't. She, the, she, he didn't say the inverse. He just said one half of the tonight. He didn't say, and if you don't, then it's not a get. He just said the first part. So, even you don't have to serve the, the 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 father and you don't have to nurse the baby. Why? Because it's not a valid tonight. Because you didn't verbalize the inverse of the tonight. Because you didn't end off by saying You didn't say what the inverse would be. So therefore it's not a valid tenai. So the tenai is erased and it's just a get. That's the sheet of Rav Meir because Rav Meir holds every tenai needs to be a tenai kafel. The Chachamim disagree. They say no. They say no. You don't, it doesn't have to be a tenai kafel and therefore if you fulfill the tenai if you nurse the baby for two years it's a get. And if not, not. Very simple. Rishingam Liel says the following line, which is very cryptic. He says, Every condition found in Tanakh is double. Now, what does that mean? Does he mean that he agrees with Rameir, or does he agree with the Rabbanon? He's just saying, Rameir feels every tonight needs to be a tonight kafel. The Rabbanon disagree. Rav Shimingam Liel says, every tonight in Tanakh is, is doubled. So what does that mean? So the Gemara says, Some say he was saying that to Rav Meir, as in he disagrees with Rav Meir, and some say he was saying like the Rabbanon, and he disagrees with the Rabbanon, he holds like Rav Meir. How so? The Gemara speaks it out. Some understand Rishonim Liel as addressing Rav Meir, and he's saying like this. Again, Rav Meir holds, every tonight needs to be a tonight kafel, a doubled up tonight. To this, Rav says, We find in Tanakh a few places, at least two places. Rashi brings down two places in Torah, one place in Nevi'im, where it's a Tanai Kafel. When you have something in the Torah that every single time it's found a certain way, without exception, then that means you don't learn from it. Right? Because if the Torah wants you to learn from it, he would just say it once. The fact that Hashem says it twice means... So Roshim Amalil is saying to Rameir, you're saying it should be a Tanai Kafel. Every time the Torah mentions it's a Tanai, it's a Tanai Kafel. And that's the Torah's way of saying, don't learn from it, which is it's counterintuitive because you'd think that if every single time it's like that, then that's not the exception. The Gemara is saying, no, if the Torah, if the Torah says it twice, then that's the Torah's way of saying 
don't learn from it. No, but the reason it's couple is because it has to be couple. Correct, but I guess the Gemara is saying is that he could have just said it what? once in the Torah, and the fact that it said it twice in two different locations, both tonight couple, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's well, the, the second version of the Ikadamri says exactly what you said, oh. so it's the, you know, the two versions. So the Gemara says, the first Ikadamri is, Every time the Torah mentions a Tanai, it's Kafal. So you have the same concept found in the Torah twice, in two different locations, with the same principle. You don't learn from such a thing. Yeah, sure. Um, maybe I missed it. How do we know every time it says it's No, no, so he's just saying, that, that, well, Rashi mentions it. If you look at Rashi, he brings down im tatame im loy tatame im tishkavi im loy tishkavi. I mean, we, we, me, the Gemara is just saying, if you look throughout the Torah, whenever the Torah makes like situational conditions, like if you're tame then this, the Torah always says, and if you're not tame then that. So the point is we find throughout Tanakh, Rashi lists all the places. The Gemara is just saying, it's an observation that every single time that that's the situation. So therefore... Uh Lil saying to Rameir, I disagree with you. But some say no, the opposite. Some say Rashim Lil saying this to the Rabbanan. He's saying, I hold like Rameir. The second version of what you said, which is if every find every time you find in the Torah, it's kafal, it must be a reason. Right. So according to the second version, he holds like Rameir. Okay. Fine. Now the Gemara just says that according to this version, if a person says, uh, you're supposed to nurse my fa- nurse my baby or take care of my father for two years, and you don't, so a mayor says it's fine because it wasn't a Tanai couple anyway. The Tanai was not a legit Tanai. The Rabbanans say, no, you have to do it. The problem is, or many, we have a contradiction. We have a Brisa that seems almost identical, but the uh, names are backwards. Or many, I have a contradiction. The Brisa says, Hareza Gitach. A man told his wife, this is your get. On condition that you serve my father for two years. Or you nurse my baby for two years. And then the father or the baby died, so she couldn't fulfill the stipulation. The Gemara says, Ain't a get, It's not a good get. But wait a minute. That's a contradiction. I thought Rameir says it has to be a Tanai Kafel. This is not a Tanai Kafel. I mean, at least it's not, it's not verbalized in the Bryce as a Tanai Kafel. And yet... It's not a good get because the, the stipulation is not fulfilled because it's a legit stipulation. I thought, according to our mayor, you need a Tanai Kafal over here. It doesn't say, it doesn't say the inverse. So why, I mean, you could just argue, and the Gemara is eventually going to say this, that maybe that's what it means. The Brisa just didn't speak out all the details. But like, if you read the Brisa, like for face value, it, you did not make a Tanai Kafal and yet it's a good tanai according to Rameir, and that's a contradiction. Let's keep going in the contradiction. The Chacham and Oimrim, what did the Chacham say in the previous Brisa? You got to fulfill the tanai. They're sticklers, right? You said two years, you got to do two years. What does this Brisa say? Even if the father died, don't worry, it's still a good get. Why? Because she could say, The wife can say, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, willing, and able. It's not my fault that the father died. It's not my fault that the baby died. Meaning, the woman can say, it's not my fault. So here's a contradiction weiter. In the previous b'risa, the Rabbanon just felt very binary. You fulfill the stipulation, it's a get. If not, not. Now they're saying, well, it's not her fault. She could say, I'm willing. The baby died. I didn't die. It's not my fault. Uh, why, what's going on over here? The previous b'risa, the Rabbanon just say, you don't fulfill it tonight. It's not a good get. Now it's like, well, it's not her fault. So it is a get, it's, it's, we're changing our views a little bit. 
Kasha the Rameer, the Rameer, Kasha the Rabbana, the Rabbana. We have a contradiction, both the Rameer and the Rabbana. So the Gemara answers like this. Let's go with Rameer. Again, what's the contradiction? In the previous Brisa, he said that if it's not a Tanai Kafel, it's not a good Tanai. Over here, it doesn't say that it's a Tanai Kafel, and it is a good Tanai. So the Gemara answers very simply. The Rameer, the Rameer, Kasha, Hasam, the Loi, Kafel, Tanai, Hachab, the Kafel, Tanai. This Brisa is referring to a case where he did do a Tanai Kafel. Now, the Brisa doesn't speak it out because the Brisa doesn't have to tell you everything, but that's what the Brisa means. When the Brisa says Almanas, it means you did it properly. Okay. Now, the second contradiction is the Rabbanon. In the previous Brisa, the Rabbanon are of the opinion that if you, if you don't fulfill the Tanai, no good. It doesn't matter what the reason is. It's binary, yes or no. This Brisa, it's like, well, it's not her fault that the father died. She's willing, therefore it is. So, like, that's a straight up contradiction. So, the Gemara is going to answer like this. The answer is the word chacham is a vague terminology. The chacham of the two brises are not the same people. The previous brises follows the chacham of our Mishnah, who feel that if a stipulation is not met, no good. The Chacham of this Brisa, who feels that if it's not her fault, it's fine, that follows Rosh Hashem If you remember in the Mishnah, Rosh Hashem says, Kol Hareza Gets. in the Mishnah said, anytime it's not her fault, she's divorced. So the Chacham are not the same Chacham. So the Chacham of the Brisa is following Rosh Hashem opinion that it depends why is the stipulation not met. If it's not her fault, then it is a good get. The Chum of the previous Brisa are not Rosh Hashem So it's a machlekes. It just says the word Chacham, but it's not the same people. Okay. Fine. Tanar Very easy Gemara today, Tanar Abonon. Amr a man said to his wife in the presence of two... Say, say it again? Does that happen a lot where they say it's not the same Chachamim? They don't like to do it. It does, it does, it does happen. They don't like to do it. It's, I think it's a last resort. Because it is something you could sort of get out of. A lot of times when there's a country, it's like, okay, the Chacham is the Das Yachad. It is, it, it's, the only thing is that Roshim Gamliel, we generally paskin like in Mishnai. So that's it, right? We had that, I think, yesterday. But that, that it, it is an interesting point. That, you know, if I was a, like a real-time Chacham, I'd be able to tell you how many times it does. I don't know, but it's an interesting point. Tanur Rabbanon. Now, Amr Lava Yeah? Remind me. After? I'll tell you. yeah. Okay, a man said to his wife in the presence of two witnesses, right? So he says, on condition that you, uh, we get divorced on condition that you, um, that you, uh, that you serve my father for two years. Doesn't give the get yet. The Omer law, and then he, she, he adds, I, I want two hundred dollars. So the question is like this: There's three options. You could either say that you have to do both. You could say that the second one is overriding the first one, meaning he made two conditions. The first one is to serve my father for two years, and then he added, I want $200. So the question is, so there's two, three different ways to look at this. You could say that you need to do both for the get to be valid, or you could say that the second one was a retraction from the first. That He's like, you don't have to serve my father anymore. I only want $200, or either. So the Gemara feels, loy bitl divar the truth is, both are valid. Meaning, you don't have to do both, but you could do either or. You could either serve the father, or you can give $200. The assumption being that because these two things are not, like, they're not, like, mutually exclusive, right? There's $200 in serving the father. They're two completely, you know, it's not, it's not like serve the father, don't serve the father, right? They're two different things. So the assumption is that you're just adding options. You're giving options. But 
What of the following case? She says to, in front of he says in front of two witnesses, "This is your divorce on condition. You give me two hundred dollars." Then ten minutes later, before he gives, he's like three hundred dollars. Now that that's not an either or. That no, it's but it's before the get is given. Over there, in that case. Where you said two hundred dollars, and then he said three hundred dollars. The assumption is the second one is canceling the first. The reason being is because if you wanted five hundred, you'd say five hundred. He said two hundred, and then you're just giving, and they're all monetary values. Why would you? Why would you give options of two or three? Who would do that? When it comes to serving the father and money, those are two completely separate concepts. Like okay, you both are options, but like two hundred and three hundred, the assumption is that the three hundred is replacing the two hundred. He said two hundred, then he realized he can get more money. He's like, no, 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 no. Three hundred. So then the halach is you have to give three hundred if you want the divorce. The two hundred is no longer an option. The second stipulation cancels the first. Oh, okay, fine, good. Then the Brisa gives one line, which is the two sets of witnesses. Let's say you said in front of two sets of witnesses, right? You said the two hundred and the three hundred, but in front of two different sets of witnesses, the witnesses don't combine. You can't take one from one and one from the other and and make an edus out of it. Now the Gemara just wants to know that halacha that you can't take one from the first stipulation and one from the second, combine them. Which part of the Bryce is it referring to? Ahai. Now, it can't be talking about the end of the Bryce. Again, the end of the Bryce was, I said 200, and then I said 300. The halacha psaki is the 200 is nullified. So then what's the, the Bryce then saying? You can't take one from the first and one from the second and combine it. Yeah, because the first one is nullified. The first two sets of witnesses, the first set of witnesses who heard the 200, but the legamri. So what's the chiddush, that I can't take one from the first set and one from the second set and combine to make Edus, yeah, because the first set was ruined. He was only saying 200 anyway, so what good is it? Correct. The point is, when you said the 300, he canceled the 200 tonight. That's the assumption. When he said 300, he was canceling the 200. So the 200 is as if it never happened. So then you need the Brysa to tell me, I can't take one aid from the 200 group and one aid from the 300 group. It's Poshit. The Gemara says, Ela Arisha. It must be in the first case of the Brysa. Remember, the first case was... You said, I want you to serve my father for two years. And then a second set of witnesses, you said, I want $200. That, the Gemara said, the second one is not canceling the first. It's options. It's adding options. Okay. And the Chiddush is, so I can do either one to validate the get. And the Chiddush is, I can't take one from the first and one from the second and combine. Isn't that Pashat? The person from the first set heard about serving my father. The person from the second set heard about the cash. Why would I be able to combine it? Like, it's different ages too. Correct. They're not, they're not being testified by the same tonight. The Gemara says pshita. They're not testifying about the same thing. Like, why, would I, why would I think I could combine it? So the Gemara says, Mao the same. You might think that while they are hearing different content, but they're both doing the same thing, and that is they're both adam on the stipulations to make the, va- the get valid. You're right, they can't combine. But the reason why I might have thought that they could is because they both are testifying about the same concept, and that is, we heard a stipulation to make the get valid. Yes, the stipulation is different, but I could have argued, at the end of the day, they both are being made on the same thing. It's not like one's being made on Gittin and one's being on Kedushin. They're both being made on the stipulation to make a get valid. So you might think they could combine, and they can't. Okay. Mishnah. Okay, so this is just a little bit of a technicality. You just have to follow along. A man tells his wife, this is your get. If I don't come back within 30 days, and where am I going? 
He was going from Yehuda to Galil. Now the Gemara's assumption is as follows. He's going from Yehuda to Galil, and he's saying, if I don't come back, when I, from going from Yehuda to Galil, when I get to Galil, if I don't come back in 30 days, then it's not a good divorce. Now, he reached this city called Antiphras, and then he comes back. So, it's not a good get. Now, why? So the Gemara makes the following assumption, because he's going from Yehuda to Galil. The assumption is that he's got, he goes to Galil and comes back. It's not a good get. He goes to Antiphras. The Gemara assumes Antiphras is in the Galil. So he went to Galil, but he came back. So it's not a good get, because he did what he said. He said, if I don't come back, it's a get. If I come back, it's not a good get. I came back. So the Gemara's assumption is that Antiphras was a Galilean town. It was a town in the Galil. And the case is, the man is stipulating from Yehuda. He's in Yehuda, and he's saying, listen, I'm going to Galil. And if I, from the time, when I go to Galil, if I don't come back in 30 days, it's a get. But if I come back, it's not a good get. He went to Antiphras, which is in Galil. Okay. And he came back, so it's easy. It's actually like a, but it's a pretty posh case. I went from Queens to Brooklyn. If I don't come back, it's a get. He goes to Queens, comes back to Brooklyn. It's not a good get because he did what he said. It's like pretty posh. But the, the point is, Antiphras is in the Galil. That's the Gemara's assumption. Okay? Another case. the opposite. Opposite. He's going from Galil to Yehuda. So he's going to Yehuda and then he's coming back. He goes to Kfar Usnoi. Again, the assumption is now Kfar Usnoi is in Yehuda. So he goes to Yehuda, but he comes back within 30 days. V'chazar, bottle tonight. It's not a, you know, the, the get is nullified. The, the, the get is nullified because he fulfilled the stipulation to nullify the get. So now we assume, so from this Gemara, it seems that Antiphras is in the Galil, Asanoi is in Yehuda. The problem the Gemara is already going to say is they're not. Okay, fine. The Gemara says, a guy says, if I don't come back within 30 days, it's a get. And he's leaving Israel. So he's going to Chutzler's and then he's coming back. And he's saying, if I don't come back in 30 days, it's a get. He goes to Akko and then returns. So it sounds like Akko is in Chutzler's because he goes to Akko. So he went to Chutzler's and then came back. But till tonight, it's not a good get. So the Gemara's assumption is that Akko is in Chutzler's. The problem is Akko is not in Chutzler's, as the Gemara is going to ask. Okay. Because again, the assumption is, I'm going to Chutzler's, and I'm saying, listen, I'm going to Chutzler's, and if I come back, it, the get is bottle. I go to Akko, which is Chutzler's, and then I come back. So I go to Chutzler's and come back, and, I, and, and the get is nullified. Okay. One more thing. He gives his wife a get, and he says, this is a get if I don't see you for 30 days. Okay? He's constantly going, constantly coming. He's constantly seeing her. So you'd say, well, if he's constantly seeing her, he broke the get. Again, he's saying, if I don't see you in 30 days, it's a get. If I see you, it's not a get. He's seeing her constantly. So you'd say, well, it's not a get. But because he was not alone with her, it is a get. So the Gemara's assumption, so the Mishnah's assumption is that when you say, if I don't see her, it means relations. So you say, if I don't see you in 30 days, it means if I don't have relations with you in 30 days. So even if he technically had, you know, he had uh, coffee with her, whatever, he schmoozed with her, but as long as he wasn't miyachid with her, he did not fulfill the tanai, and therefore the get is a valid get. How are they figuring out that he, like, Oh, well, he was just too busy traveling? Or well, I guess there are... Oh, so the Gemara is going to address that. The Gemara is going to address that. How, how, do, you, how do you know? Yeah. Um, okay, the Gemara is going to address it. Now, the Gemara says... So from the mission again, it seems like he's going from Yehuda to Galil. 
So, and he says, if I don't come back in 30 days, so he's got to go to Galil and come back. He says, he went to Antiphorus. That sounds like Antiphorus is part of the Galil. So Gemara says, Lememer, the Antiphorus be Galil Havakaima. That means that Antiphorus is part of the Galil. Or many, I have a contradiction. Antiphorus be Yehuda. Antiphorus is in Yehuda. Boom, right there. Also, by the way, the next part of the Brisa, the next part of the Mishnah imply that Kfaru Sanoi is in Yehuda. It says, Kfaru Sanoi be Galil. Kfaru Sanoi is in the Galil. So the entire Mishnah is backwards. Bein Saim, in the area between Antiphorus and Kvar Sinoi, Matil and Eisel we're not sure whether it's the Galil or Yehuda, and Megoresh is going to explain in Megoresh. And if, let's say, the marital status is contingent on knowing whether that's Yehuda or Galil, it'll make it a Suffolk Erishan. Basically, in other words, you have a, a shtickle problem in the mission. The mission says a guy's going from Yehuda to Galil, and he says, if I don't come back in 30 days, it's a get. It says he goes to Antiphorus and comes back, it's, uh, it's, it's not a get because he came back. But he, and he went to Antiphorus. The implication is Antiphorus is part of the Galil. That's the point. He says, I'm going to the Galil and I come back. And he got to Antiphorus. So that implies that Antiphorus is part of the Galil, but it's not. So the Gemara says, Am Rabbi, Atre, Tanoi, Karmel. The truth is, there were actually two Tanoi. It's not as simple as what we thought. We thought the case was that he's saying, I'm going from Yehuda to Galil. And if I come back in 30 days, the answer is no. It was more complicated. He says, He actually made two stipulations whether the get's valid. The get can be valid one of two ways. He's saying like this, if I end up reaching Galil, it's a get right away. No question. Automatic get. If I don't go get, get to the Galil, then it's a get if I don't come back in 30 days. So when it says that he got to Antiphorus, what it's saying is, Antiphorus is not the Galil. So it's not that he's going to the Galil and then he's saying, if I don't come back in 30 days, we're divorced. No, he's saying like this. If I get to the Galil, we're divorced right away. If I don't get to the Galil, I have 30 days. He goes to Antiphorus and come back. It's not a get. Why? Antiphorus is not the Galil, so it doesn't trigger the first part of the Tanai. And he didn't stay for 30 days, so it didn't trigger the second part of the Tanai. So that's the, when it says it got to Antiphorus, it doesn't mean he got to the Galil. It means he didn't get to the Galil. Antiphorus is still part of Yehuda. So he actually made two stipulations. He said, if I get to the Galil, we're divorced right away. If I don't get to the Galil, we'll divorce in 30 days. He got to Antiphorus, which is not the Galil, so it didn't trigger the first part, didn't stay for 30 days, didn't trigger the second part. Boom. Not a get at all. Same thing with uh, Clara Sinoi. Say it again? They're not with communication. Back then, how would she know? Uh, it's a good shy. With, with a lot of these things, uh, you have to have ADIS, I'm no, assuming. don't talk about it. No, the Gemara doesn't address it. I, I assume some sort of ADIS, I, I, I'd have to assume. But, you know, I, I, it's a good shy. I'd assume some sort of ADIS. The Gemara says like this, the exact same Gemara, but opposite. We said that he's going from the Yehuda to the Galil, going from Galil to Yehuda, so it sounds like he's going to Yehuda and then coming back. And he gets to Kfar Sanoi and then comes back. It's not a get. The implication is Kfar Sanoi is part of Yehuda. The problem is Kfar Sanoi is really part of the Galil. Remember the Rabbanu, the, I'm sorry. And the Gemara gave us the same answer. Now one last kasha. It says that he's going from, Chutz, from Eretz Yisrael to Chutz Laretz. And he's saying, if I don't come back in 30 days, we're divorced. He gets to Akko and then comes back. He comes back, so it's not a divorce because he came back. The implication is that Akko is Chutz Laretz, Right, That's the point. He's going to Chutz Laretz. And then he's coming back. He goes to Akko, which is Chutzlar, and then comes back. The problem is Akko is Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara says, Lememra, Akko Medina Sayyam Kaimi. You can read this Mishnah, it sounds like Akko is Chutzlar. But Ha'amir Rav, Safra, 
When the rabbis would say goodbye to each other, they would say goodbye at Akko because they didn't want to leave Eretz Yisrael. They didn't want to leave Eretz Yisrael, which means that Akko is still Eretz Yisrael. So why does the Mishnah imply that Akko is Chutzlar? So the Gemara says the same answer. When he said he's going to Chutzlar, he actually made two stipulations. What he said like this. He was saying, first stipulation, if I leave Eretz Yisrael for a minute, we're divorced right away. Ilav, and even if I stay in Eretz Yisrael, if I don't come back in 30 days, we're divorced. There's two stipulations. So it says when he went to Akko, it means Akko is still part of Eretz Yisrael, because if Akko was Chutz Laaretz, he'd be divorced right away. He's saying he got to Akko, so he didn't trigger the first stipulation, and he came back, so he didn't trigger the second. Beautiful. Okay. Now the second part, the last part of the Mishnah is, a person says to his wife, we're divorced if I don't see you for 30 days. He sees her constantly for 30 days, they're divorced. For what? He says, if I don't see you, they saw each other. The answer is, seeing is relations. That's the Gemara. So we'll, we'll see it inside. Haloyover, wait, wait a minute. Why is it a good divorce? They saw each other constantly. They were not separate for 30 days. The Gemara understands that when a man says to his wife, if I don't see you, in your presence, it means relations. My Karle Panecha. And why did he use that terminology instead of actual relations? It was a euphemism, a more of a fancier lotion. And I guess, how do you know that they weren't they weren't miachet together? They didn't live together? I guess there's edus. Now the Gemara is going to address it a second shot. Rav Yechon Amr like this. Rav Yechon has a different shot. Rav Yechon's shot is very gishmak, and that is like this. Why are you, why are you looking for edus on this? Like you know, wait, I guess you got to figure it out. Mind your own business. <laughs> you got you to figure it out somewhat. That Rav shot is very interesting. Again, let, let's get the case clearly. A guy says to his wife, here's your divorce if I don't see you for 30 days. He's constantly in and out. He's constantly eating, drinking coffee together. Everyone sees them at the cafe every single day. They're taking walks together, holding hands, taking walks together. Says the mission, divorce. a get? What do you mean, how is a get? They, 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 the whole point is, again, if I don't see you, they saw each other. So the first shot is seeing his relations, they didn't have relations. Rav says, no, 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 no. You know what it means, it's a get? It doesn't mean that, here's the case. I give my wife a get on, on July 1st, and I say, it's a condition, in the next 30 days, if we don't see each other, you're divorced. They see each other constantly. So Misha says, I raise a get. It doesn't mean they're divorced. It means it's a valid get that he could reuse later. Oh. Meaning like this, it's not saying, that they're not divorced because they talk us all each other. So what does it mean, I raise a get? We know there's a concept that from the time the get is written until it's delivered, they're not allowed to have relations with each other. It's called the get yashin. What the Mishnah is saying is the fact that you saw them having coffee together, you are not obligated to assume that they had relations. So yes, it's not the, the, it's not they're not divorced because we didn't meet that stipulation. The Mishnah says hareza get. Not that it's a divorce, it's a valid get, meaning you could reuse this get, and you don't have to assume that because they had coffee together, that they had relations. Now the Gemara is going to ask in a second, why don't you assume? Fine, but the Gemara says like this, Really the Mishnah means, he's saying, we're divorced if we don't see each other. I, so, so they saw each other, she says, It doesn't say they're divorced, how is it get Katani? It's very medik in the Lashem, medik in the Lashem. He said it's a valid get. They're not divorced because they didn't reach the stipulation, but it's a good get, meaning he could use that get in the future. I, what about the fact that once, from the time that it's written to the time it's delivered, they're not out of relations, that's called a get yashan. The answer is, do I have a get yashan? It's not considered a get yashan. You don't have to assume that they live together. And after 30 days, 
whatever he gives it, if there's, you know, let's say he gave it July 1st, and he says for 30 days we don't see each other, so they saw each other all of July. Okay, so it's not divorce in all of July, but if they don't see each other all of August, it's divorce then. Meaning you could reuse the get later. Why? Because they didn't. we don't assume that they lived together. We just assume that they had coffee together. So the Gemara says, now before we ask the Kasha, we have a Bryce that backs it up. The Bryce that says like this, Tani Kavaz Rabbi there's a Bryce that says like this, the Bryce that says, This is your divorce, assuming we don't see each other for 30 days. Every day they're having coffee together. Because they didn't have, they weren't miyachet together, meaning we didn't see them seclude together, we saw them having coffee. It's a valid get to be used in the future. We don't know that they were alone together, and therefore you don't have to assume it's a get yashin. So Gemara says the obvious kasha, which is licha shema pious. Well, why? Maybe, maybe they did have relations together, meaning you're seeing, seeing them having coffee. So yes, part of the reason why we never assume that they have relations from the time it get is written is because usually when you're writing a divorce, the relationship is so rocky that they're not having relations. I understand that, but they're having coffee together. So maybe it's likely that they reconciled. And maybe they did live as husband and wife. So the Gemara says, The case is that when he gave the divorce, he stipulated that we are trusting my wife about whether we had relations. Meaning, so, and, and then she says we didn't. So you're right. The standard case, if there was no stipulation that we're accepting her testimony, you're right. We would actually assume that they were miyachet together and had relations. The case is specifically that when he delivered the get to her, he said, on condition that I am trusting her, we as the husband and wife and the best, we are all accepting her her, her say on this, and she is saying that they didn't live together, so shine, that, that's why. But in general, we talk a wood, it's like you asked before, he's like, how do you know that, uh, where's the, you know, mind your business? You're right, in general, we talk a wood, assume that people do whatever they're going to do, especially husband and wife. The difference is over here, he specifically accepted her edus. Okay. Now, and some have a uh, so this this version of the Gemara, some have a sl- slightly alternative version. It says in the Mishnah, The next Mishnah, as we'll see in a few moments, it says, if you give a wife a get, and it says, this is your get from now on, if I don't come back within 12 months, and he dies within 12 months, I raise a get. It's a get, because he says, right, he gives her the divorce January 1st, and he says, if I don't come back in 12 months, we'll be divorced from January 1st. So he dies, they're divorced retroactively from January 1st. I wait a minute. You gave the divorce January first, right? He dies six months later. So he said it's a divorce. It's a divorce from the time that he dies. But it goes back to the time that's given. Why don't you assume that maybe from the time that it was given before he died, maybe they lived together, rendering it a get yashan, right? Anytime you give it and there's a long time in between the giving and the stipulation being met, there's always a chance that they live together. So the answer is, The case is again, where he said when he gave it, I am accepting her edus, we're accepting her testimony about this, we're accepting her word, and she claims they didn't live together. Okay, so some have the exact same teaching, but some have it on the Bryser of Yochanan, some have it on the next Mishnah. Without the husband's, you know, comments 
I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a good shaila, but you're also dealing with ain davish ever pachas mishnayim. It's such a tricky thing. No, but, yeah, but you, Correct. You mean, like, I know, I know. It's, I, I would assume with this one because it's related to the get, you would need two. That's what I would assume. It's interesting. So the Gemara says, "Man demasi la masnisan kol shekena brisa, man demasi la brisa masnisan loy haloy asa." So some the, the one who has it on the Mishnah would definitely put it on the Brisa, but the one who had this back and forth on the Brisa would not need to put it on the Mishnah. I'll tell you why. The case of the Mishnah is like this. The case of the Mishnah is, a guy says, I'm traveling. If I don't come back in 12 months, we're divorced. And then he, they find word out six, six months later, they find out he was killed at sea. So maybe maybe it's a get Yashan. No, it's specifically talking about a case where we accepted her testimony. I'll be honest with you, he's not in the country. <laughs> I mean, there's two cases. The Bryce's case is, he says, this is a divorce if I don't see you for 30 days. They're constantly having coffee together every single day. And the Chiddush is that while they're not divorced now, it's a good get in the future. And, and what's the Chiddush? We don't assume they live together, even though they're having coffee, because he accepted her edus. Her that's, that's okay. The case of the Mishnah, I'll be honest with you, I could just argue, I don't even need that. He, they didn't see each other. Again, the case is he gave her the get and then traveled for six months. Yes, is it possible that he got back quickly and then left without telling anybody? Anything's possible. We're not aware of it. So I could have argued, the one who says it on the Brisa says about the case of the mission. I don't need her to stipulate they didn't live together. We don't, we, we haven't seen him in, in town. That should be enough. And therefore, whether you put it on the Brisa of the Mishnah would dictate whether it's necessary in the case of the Mishnah. Because I could have argued the case of the Mishnah is not necessary at all. Okay, it's a big of a chiddush. Now, just to finish up the Mishnah, very easy. The Mishnah says, let's run through some of the cases. He says, this is your get if I don't come back within 12 months. And then he dies, ain't no get, it's not a good get. Why? Because a person gives the get in January 1st, he says, if I don't come back by January 1st of the next year, we're divorced. And then he dies that year, it's not a good get, because the assumption is, he means we'll be divorced after 12 months. Right? He didn't say, may achshav, right? So he gives it January 1st, 2022. He gives the divorce, and he says, on condition... If I don't come back January 1st, 2023, we're, we're divorced. He died in the middle of 2022. What's the halach? It's not a good get. Why? Because his lashon implies that it's only a good get after 12 months. Not now. It's not retroactive from the Shas Nasina. He doesn't say me'achshav. He doesn't say me'hayom. He doesn't use any of the terminology that would imply that it's a get now. He, he's implying that it's a get after 12 months. So after 12 months, he's already dead. In get lachar misa. Oh, he says like this. He says, if on January 1st, 2022, he says, It's a get from now if I don't come back in 12 months and then the guy dies, then it's a get retroactively. He's saying from now. That, that is different. Now the Gemara is going to ask a kasha and the Gemara doesn't answer the kasha. I'll just tell you the kasha outside. The question is, when can she, uh, when can she remarry? He gives a January 1st, 2022, and he says, from now, if I don't come back in 12 months, you divorce now. Six months later, he gets shot. He's killed. So can she, do we say, well, he's definitely not coming back, or do you have to wait 12 months? Meaning, you hear what I'm saying? He's definitely not going to come back after 12 months because he's dead. I thought the Shiloh was... The three months of oh no no no! I'm saying I'm saying stop. The question is, when is she single? Is it that when is the retroactively being triggered? Is it being triggered from the moment he's dead because he's 
low bossy, he's definitely not coming. Or no, you'd base chodesh. You, you have to officially wait the 12 months to have it trigger. That, that's the Gemara. Shaila and the Gemara doesn't answer it. Uh, just to finish up the Mishnah, A man says to two witnesses, if I don't come back in 12 months, write a get and give it to my wife. So what does that mean? So the Gemara understands what that means. If I don't come back in 12 months, then write it after 12 months. Kisvu get Let's say they wrote it within 12 months. But but only delivered it after 12 months. Ain't no get, no good. Why? Because he said, after 12 months, write a get for my wife. He never allowed them to write it during the 12 months. And any shliach who deviates from the shlichus is not a good shliach. So he's telling them, after 12 months, write a get. So they wrote it during 12 months. I didn't want that. That's not what he wanted, and therefore it's not a good get. Now, what about the following lashon? Kisvu utnu get leishti im lo basi chodesh. Write and give a get to my wife if I don't come back within 12 months. So he didn't say, if I don't come back within 12 months, then write again. He said, write it and if I don't come back. The question is, is he cool if they write it within 12 months? That's the kasha. Okay, his lush is a little ambiguous. You hear what I'm saying? He says, write and give the get if I don't come back within 12 months. Is he okay if they write the get within 12 months? Or does he still want the get to be written after 12 months? The Tanakhama feels no good. He wants after 12 months. You're not allowed to do anything within 12 months. Rav Yossi says, no, 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 no. He's cool with that. He's cool with you writing within 12 months in this Lashon. That's fine. He just wants it to deliver it after 12 months, but you can write it during 12 months. Let's say he says again. He says, write a get. If I don't come back after 12 months, write and deliver a get to my wife. After 12 months comes past, right? January 1st, 2022, he says this. January 1st, 2023, they write and they deliver the get, and then they find out that he died. So the question is, is the get valid, or do you say no good? So the answer is very simple. When did he die? Was the get, meaning when is she divorced? She's divorced when the get reaches her hands. So was he dead? It doesn't matter when he died. It really matters when the get was delivered. I'll give you an example. January 1st, they wrote the get and delivered it. They delivered it, let's say, January 3rd. Took two days to deliver it, January 3rd. He died January 2nd. No good. Because it doesn't matter what it's written, it's when it reaches her hands. It reaches her hands, she was already a widow. Right? It just depends on when, she, when he dies. Because, again, she's divorced the second it reaches her hands. So was he alive at the time? If he was alive at the time, then she's a divorcee. If he was already not, then she's a widow. It's obviously Negea Yibum. That's the most classic even. Now, in any idea, let's say you, you don't know, right? You don't know. They, 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 back then, they didn't have, like, uh, at war, they didn't know exactly when things happened. He might have been dead. He might have been alive. They, they have no idea. So, it's a suffix. Again, she's single anyway, because she's either a divorcee or a widow. The husband's gone. It's a shayla, whether for chalitza uh, mislam. It's it's a suffix. It's a suffix, and it would also negay. It's also it'll be negay uh, monetary things because almanas have different things than gerush gerushas. They have different monetary rights from the husband's estate, right? Um, there's certain you know getting the ksuba, not getting the ksuba. You know, the, 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 it will affect monetary law, but most of the, the most direct thing it'll affect is chalitza. Chalitza would be that she would be able. She would have to do chalitza. And not be able to do yibum, but not also be able to do nothing, because we're not sure whether she's a widow or divorcee. Uh, a grusha. Grusha for uh, mazonos and for 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, that type of stuff. Uh, okay, let's run through the Gemara. Now, the two things, very, very simple. The Mishnah said, the Mishnah said that if a man says to his wife, this is your get if I don't come back within 12 months, and then dies, not a good get. Why? Because his Lashon implies, I want the get to take place after 12 months, because he didn't say Achshav, he didn't say Hayom, he didn't say anything that implies retroactive. Says the Gemara, Tana Rabbi Senu There were Tanoim who disagreed, who said that, no, 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 she is divorced retroactively. Who are those Tanoim? Man Rabbi Seinu, Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Shmuel, Be'idina, Deshara, Mishcha. They're the rabbis who permitted the oil of idolaters. That has to do with the sugi and Avodah Zarah. Well, who are those Rabbonim? Savadakar of Yossi. They follow the ta- opinion of Yossi. Remember we had this a couple of days ago. The Rav Yossi's opinion is that when it comes to monetary law, anytime there's a docu- the date on the document, that's the equivalent of saying Hayom. So therefore, when you said the divorce takes place in 12 months... But you didn't say Achshav, you didn't say Hayom, the answer is, I got a, da- I got a date, I got a Zman Shel Shtar. As long as there's a date in the get, the date is today, it's Kilo I said Hayom. So therefore it's always retroactive. That's Rabbi Yossi's opinion. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda Nesiyah, the son of Rabbi Gamliel Bar-Rebi, also permitted her to remarry, meaning they said that she's divorced. Don't have to do Yibam or anything. But the Rabbana disagree with him. And some say his entire lifetime they disagree with him. Okay, fine. Now, here's the kasha, and we'll end with this. It's a kasha that we don't have an answer to. And the kasha is like this. Let's say a guy says, from now, January 1st, 2022, from now you're divorced if I don't come back in 12 months. Six months later, he is shot and killed. The question is, is she mutter now? Retroactive, or do you have to officially wait 12 months to trigger the Tanai? That's the Gemara's Kasha. When you permitted this person to remarry, did you permit her to remarry right away when you found out that he died? Or did you have to wait official 12 months? Meaning, the Gemara explains. Do you say, well, she's mutter right away when you're in the coronary's office, you can marry right away because he says, he's definitely not coming back. Or perhaps you have to wait officially ten months. Do you come late tonight because you said twelve months? So the question is: Do we do we do we do we make her wait twelve months to have it triggered retroactive, or is it triggered retroactive the the moment that we know that he died? The Gemara says, and the truth is that's a kash on the brisa. It's the exact same question you could have in the Mishnah. When the Mishnah says retroactive, what does the Mishnah mean? Meaning, why are you asking in the case of the Brisa? You have the exact same question in the case of the Mishnah. The answer is, You're right. Same question on the Mishnah. It happened to be. They were addressing the case of the Brisa, but it's the exact same question in the Mishnah. When the Mishnah says that it's mutter retroactive, is it mutter from the moment the husband is proven to be dead, or is it only after 12 months? Uh, no answer. I saw the Kahati, he brings down from the Rishonim that he says anytime that you're not sure, you have to be Machmer. Right? You're not going to allow her to remarry because uh, she has Suffolk Eshesish, the Chule, and all the Suffolk, uh, Suffolk, you'd be Machmer. Right, have a good one. He's Baruch Hashem, he's getting better each day.